You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 798 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Sunday into Monday. And thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. I want to go ahead and tell you this is going to be a news-heavy episode. It's just going to be me today talking about the latest about the Hawks in the offseason, etc., etc. Before we get to that stuff, I wanted to plug a few things here. Um, First, last week we had a two-part episode with Tyler Jones on this very feed that was a lot of fun to record and hopefully a lot of fun to listen to. Tyler is always entertaining and very, very smart about the Hawks. Also, we have an ongoing NBA draft position primer with Zach Hood on this same podcast feed that we've already done like 10 episodes on. We have more to come on the point guards um, in in the next couple of days and weeks. So check those out as well if you missed them. Also check out the Locked On Podcast Network, the network that hosts this podcast. Um, All kinds of shows to dive into between Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. You have Locked On Falcons with Aaron Freeman, a show that I've been on before, and it's a very, very good listen if you're a Falcons fan, etc., etc. Check all of that out on the same podcast network. And finally... A ton of great written content. I am the managing editor over at Peachtree Hoops about the Hawks in written form. And uh, there's been some awesome X's and O's work from Glenn Willis in recent days. All kinds of NBA draft stuff from Wes Morton and others. Also a fantastic deep dive into Tail Maladon in two-part form from Graham Chapel. Tons of great stuff on the Hawks if you if you want to... Uh, read about the Hawks and not just listen to them, uh, to content about the Hawks, I should say. Go ahead and check out peacetreehoops.com, and I hope you enjoy that. Okay, with all of that out of the way, we, there is some news to get to, and the first reporting about the Hawks came through on Friday from Sam Amick of The Athletic, and honestly, that was some optimism that was badly needed uh, in terms of uh, the Hawks and all that stuff. That was kind of There was cold water poured later on, but we'll get to that in a second, but Sam's report on Friday, was that the NBA has been exploring the idea of having the non-bubble teams, that includes the Hawks, of course, go to Disney as other teams are eliminated from the playoffs and that bubble becomes a little bit smaller. Now, the reporting was that that idea was raised on the most recent Board of Governors call, and the idea was that you know teams start being eliminated from the playoffs, or at least contention for the playoffs, as of August 17th, and as they leave, you know, immediately six teams leave, and then uh, from there it gets halved every couple of weeks. Um, there were no real details on the logistics of how this might go, and also there was zero mention of uh, playing games in the bubble. But in some ways, it does make a lot of sense that the, that teams might go to Orlando because the bubble's already set up. You have the testing infrastructure in place to keep uh, that maintained. Also, the just the overall safety when compared to op- uh, compared to home markets, you have a place to put everybody. It's got it's got a lot of space. You have practice facilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So on the surface, that made a lot of sense. Honestly, that the Hawks might be interested in doing that. And obviously, the Hawks have been on record numerous times. We'll talk about that again in a second. The Hawks have been on record numerous times as saying they want to do whatever they can, basically, to play in some form this summer, uh, whether it be a second bubble site, etc. There was, of course, the pessimism earlier in the week that we touched on with Tyler on the last podcast, I believe it was, about you know the second bubble kind of not being a thing that was going to happen. There was that buzz about Chicago being a site for it. That seems to be out the window at this juncture, based on all the reporting, but there was, at least according to Sam, some optimism that uh, maybe this in-market stuff wasn't the only way. Maybe they could have a second bubble site that would, just be, that would be for uh, practice only, and because Orlando's already set up, it didn't make some sense, and as a result of that, there was some buzz on Friday about the Hawks doing something. Now, with that said, we'll touch on this in a second, but uh, there was some relative pessimism, I would say, from Adrian Wojnarowski 
of ESPN that was reported later in the weekend. But before we get to all of that stuff, I want to tell you about the sponsors for today's podcast. And the first of which is CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. And luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that help, can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. First, CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning, award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. From there, CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like vitamin B6 to give you support where you, that, you, that you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that is CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.com. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the good folks at rockauto.com, and with, with the increasing number of makes and miles, it's now impossible for chain stores to stock all the car and truck parts that you need, so why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait forever while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing only the brand that the warehouse happens to carry? Instead, you have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. It's a much, much better option. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need, just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But at rockauto.com, prices are the same for everybody, and they're always the lowest prices possible. The rockauto.com catalog is also very easy to navigate. You quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specs, and the prices that you prefer. And beyond that, rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login of any kind. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always, always, always low and the same price for pros and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And as I said before the break, uh, there was some pessimism poured on things in terms of uh, some cold water from Adrian Wojnarowski on Saturday, just 24 hours or so after the Sam Amick report sort of revitalized Hawks fan interest in what was going on there. Uh, Woj reports that the Players Association has, quote, no interest, end quote, in the idea of sending the Delete 8 teams to Orlando, saying it is effectively, quote, a non-starter, end quote. Now, from there, you know, that's not exactly shocking to me. We talked about this a lot in terms of the Players Association having to sign off, etc. But from there, Woj does say that he believes that there is a, quote, inevitable solution, end quote, being that there could be an agreement between the league and the player association on voluntary, again, voluntary workouts at team facilities. Uh, ESPN is now reporting that the player association, quote, won't agree to mandatory reporting for players on the eight teams out of the restart, but will eventually allow it on a voluntary level, end quote. Now, that's not official, but uh, it's interesting, interesting distinct, distinction to be sure. Um, you know, teams are reportedly frustrated and angry is the way that ESPN was putting it and, uh, quote, aggressively voicing end quote, their displeasure to the league. That might include the Hawks, I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, the Hawks have been on a record plenty with regard to uh, wanting something to happen uh, in terms of being able to play. And uh, both the Amic report and the and the, and the Adrian Wojnarowski report cited on-the-record quotes from league executives about how concerned some of the non-bubble teams are about being left behind, honestly. When you're talking about eight or nine months of inactivity, it's just a long time. It's kind of unprecedented, which is some of the uh, reporting that's out there as well, just that teams are not exactly thrilled with all this stuff in the Hawks 
above all, as we said n- numerous times, the Hawks probably have the best possible case in terms of the eight teams to really want to play with all their young guys uh, being under contract and being uh, locked up and you know wanting to c- sort of come together and improve over the summer. This is uh, not directly Hawks stuff. But it definitely applies to Atlanta. Woj also reports that the NBA is telling teams that the plan for next year is still to start on December 1st. Now, that's not a lock by any means, and they everybody knows that, including ESPN. But if that were to happen, you have to report to training camp in like late October, early November. And that means no offseason really at all for the teams playing late in the playoffs. Now, for Atlanta, that doesn't really apply. But he did. Uh, Woj, Woj did say that the NBA is willing to hold back that date if they believe that fans could be allowed in eventually, uh, potentially like an MLK Day start time in mid January instead of uh, mid December or early December. Um, but honestly, there's a lot of uncertainty. That's kind of the overarching theme here with next year uh, that everyone agrees on is that there's not a, really a lock to do anything uh, in, every, in any, any any specific way. Um, but still, like there's a potential because of the November training camp potential for the Hawks. There's kind of a drop dead date, I would imagine, for any offseason activities. You don't, you don't want to have, you know, even if it's voluntary, you don't want to have voluntary team workouts in like October when training camp starts in November. That's kind of uh, interesting. I mean, I, I think the Hawks might still still do it if they could, but um, there's sort of diminishing returns at some point if there's not a break in between. Again, though. The voluntary versus mandatory distinction is something that we talked about a lot in the past. It was never a lock. I tried to say this over and over again. The Player Association had to have agreed to anything that happened here, and uh, there is nothing in terms of fully sanctioned mandatory offseason activities in the, in the CBA. They, there's just no precedent for it, so anything that has to happen has to be um, sort of approved on both sides between the league and the Player Association. And uh, I believe Woj, when he reports that the player, association, the player Association has no interest in having them go to Orlando, and mandatory activities seem to be um, not going to happen. Now, the Hawks, honestly, with, with, with the Hawks' young players and the way that they've talked about it, there's a chance that voluntary activities might look a lot like mandatory activities um, because the Hawks only have a small handful of guys under contract. If the big guns were to come voluntarily, that might look a lot like a mandatory workout, even if it's not one. So that's, that's worth pointing out, but still... Um, you know, voluntary team-wide activities, by the way, are still much, much better than what the Hawks are doing now. Like Right now, again, it's only like individual work that's happening at the facility over in Rookhaven at this moment in time. It's not any like group activity, and I think the Hawks would probably take it at this juncture to be able to to hold, you know, multiplayer and be able to actually play like actually scrimmage and actually have coaching, etc. If it was in a voluntary scenario, that would be an upgrade on what they have right now with just uh, voluntary stuff that's only individual workouts with limited players and limited coaches. Also, um, this is sort of a sidebar, but Woj also reports that the NBA will consider playing games in practice facilities that are more cost-effective and uh, easily repurposed for television. That, that's his words. Um, obviously, if that, that that will only happen if there's no fans, but the Hawks would be... It'd be interesting to see. I haven't been in Emory a lot. Uh, they could certainly showcase the game there. I'm not sure how the lighting with all that stuff will work. It's very bright. It's very new. Uh, it might look good. It might, might, might be uh, more like Shades of Orlando Summer League style, but uh, that's something to put on the radar. I've also pointed out, people have said this before, that maybe maybe using G, G, G League Arena is what might be good for TV purposes if they don't have the uh, fans in the building. And I think, obviously, the brand new facility down there at College Park might be good for the Hawks to play in if they were not going to have fans allowed in there. But we're obviously a long way away from that. There is also buzz in the ESPN reporting. And again, I, I would encourage you to read that entire piece from Woj. It's not all about the Hawks, obviously, but there's lots of stuff about, about the NBA and its future in that piece. Uh, included in it is this, there's some talk about neutral site games. Especially if markets can have fans and others can't, there's just tons of uncertainty with that. But um, there's a bubble environment talk about next season as well. That's the big thing right now is that everyone's kind of happy with what's going on in Orlando. But next year, 
no one knows anything. Uh, obviously, it's good that the bubble's working right now in Orlando. But other than that, like, good luck trying to figure out what's going to happen. But there was even the potential discussed for regional bubble, regional bubbles for next year, where teams would kind of go in and out for weeks at a time. You could use Orlando again. You could use Vegas. There's all kinds of discussions about that, too. So nothing's a lock. You know, the virus is going to dictate a lot of this stuff. Um, teams would, of course, love to have fans and love to have their full schedule. The, the league still wants 82 games. I'm not sure if that's going to happen next year. There's concerns about the Olympics next year. So that's, that's kind of why there was a rumor that the that the uh, league, I should say, wanted to start as early as December because of the Olympics. Eventually, though, that isn't going to be the primary concern, I don't think. And also, you could do what the uh, NHL does and just kind of a break around the Olympics if they wanted to do that. If they wanted that badly to have their pros go to the Olympics, they could build in a like a three-week, four-week break around it. I don't know, how, I don't know what's going to happen, but there you go on all that. Uh, and yeah, again overarching sentiment for me would be that uh, don't get married to anything right now. Uh, there's just tons of uncertainty. I do think that the only thing that I will say with some confidence at this moment in time is that there's not going to be the Hawks playing games. Again, that's not official by any means, but I don't think the Hawks are going to be playing any competitive games against other teams um, this summer. The door is not completely closed on that, but uh, based on all the reporting and what I have heard, that seems to be a big time long shot right now. So for me, it's like, Hopefully the Hawks can have some voluntary workouts. I know, I know that they, they absolutely want those kind of things. They want to be able to work with the team and have the coaches and the players in the same building again. That'd be very nice for them. But that, of course, you have to have testing, et cetera, et cetera. But that's now the goal, in my opinion, if you are the Hawks, is to try to get some voluntary team workout stuff between now and training camp. And uh, we'll obviously update you as things come rolling in. Last thing on the pod today as I'm uh, going to be a little bit shorter on this one, but the NBA award finalists came out as well. I wanted to go ahead and touch on those. I, I know I gave you my sort of mock ballot. Uh, I think it was like a week and a half ago at this point in time, but the NBA, uh, the award finalists are now out. No big surprises, honestly, the entire way through. Uh, Giannis, Harden, and LeBron on the MVP shortlist. Um, that's the order that I would have them in. Uh, it would be, sorry, I would have Giannis, then LeBron, then Harden, but I also had Harden number three on my list. So that's good, to my, in my opinion. It should be Honestly, it should be Giannis comfortably, but it's definitely a two-man race between Giannis and LeBron at the very least. Uh, most approved player came out as well. I hate this award. I said that in the last podcast. I never, never know what to make of it. Um, everyone believes that Brandon Ingram is going to win, so there's not a ton of uh, mystery on that one, but he is joined by Bam Adebayo and Luka Doncic on the list. I think there was an argument for Trey Young, as I mentioned, as I mentioned on the last podcast. Uh, he's not going to win it, obviously. Um, also would have leaned toward De- Devontae Graham or maybe even Christian Wood as inclusions, but nothing outrageous, I don't think, on that list. Uh, sixth man of the year is the three guys that everyone would have had, Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, and Lou Williams. I would have them in that order, by the way. Uh, rookie of the year, the one snub is Brandon Clark. It was John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, and Zion Williamson. Uh, Zion has a weird case, obviously, but I, th- I think Clark was better than Nunn this season, but I also think that in general, people understand why Nunn would have been there over Clark. He had a more prominent role on a better team, played more, scored more, etc. I would have rather had Clark. I think I would have had Clark ahead of none, but uh, no surprise that that didn't happen. Uh, defensive player of the year is Giannis, Anthony Davis, and, and Rudy Gobert. I would have them Giannis and then Gobert. And then, honestly, I would have had Brooke Lopez third and AD fourth, but no, no real issue there. I think Giannis should win, in my opinion. And then coach of the year is the last one. You have Mike Budenholzer, old friend. Billy Donovan and Nick Nurse. I think um, there's an argument for all three of these guys, including a couple others, like Taylor Jenkins, um, which should be in the mix as well, but alas. Um, Bud and Donovan actually tied for the one that coaches vote on, but I think Nurse is probably going to win the official one that the media votes on. Regardless, all three of these guys did a great job this year. Billy Donovan, uh, underrated with the way that, you know, obviously Chris Paul gets a lot of credit as well for Oklahoma City, but Bud, best team in the league, did a great job. I know he's been under fire a little bit in terms of uh, his playoff chops has been... 
litigated quite a bit in this space and others, but alas, there you go on that. Okay, a little, little bit shorter on the podcast today. My apologies for that, but we do have some guests planned for the rest of the week. Hopefully, cross your fingers on all that stuff coming through. I never want to advertise stuff until it actually gets recorded, but hopefully we'll have all of that. And again, as a reminder, the uh, NBA draft lottery is very, very fast approaching. As you're listening to this, it'll be 10 days until the lottery, and we'll obviously have a lot of content about that, both in advance of it and after it, and then that'll sort of inform our coverage on the draft in the uh, two months in between the lottery and the draft itself. I know we've done tons of draft coverage, by the way. If you missed any of that, you can find it on our podcast feed. And again, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a five-star uh, review if you enjoy the show as well, or tell a friend or two. Uh, Hawks fans are, uh, I know, frustrated with the lack of Hawks content, but I'm trying to give you as much as I possibly can right now on the show, and hopefully that is appreciated. One more time, please subscribe, and we'll see everybody later on in the week.